while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome back. So, Chris. So, Marcus. You're you're tight with John Totoro. Well, my dog is friends with his daughter's lamb. Interesting. Right? She um <clears throat> she lives locally, John Totoro's daughter, at least she used to. And she would be um she and her boyfriend would come down to my cottage and they had a pet lamb. Hmm. And their lamb was friends with my dog Milo. So John Totoro is a is a well known uh, Italian actor. He was in uh, the HBO miniseries The Night Of. He was in Monk. Oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. His his brother is is the actor too, right? And his sister's an actor? Yeah, I know I know John Totoro. And his sister I don't know the his, his sister, sister was in Sopranos, right? That's right. Yeah, I think right. you're right. right. Yeah. I think and that's correct. So his brother was in NYPD Blue mm-hmm. and was also in, in the show um oh uh, Yeah, Ida Totoro was freaking was the sister Janice? Yes, Janice. Right. Yeah, Janice Soprano. <clears throat> you had um, the other brother. Worst. The, the brother was in NYPD Blue, and he was also in Blue Bloods for, Blue Bloods, for, yeah. for a series or two um, as a as a police officer. I, when I say the worst about Ida Tora, I mean her, she did an excellent job. The you, character of Janice uh, was the worst. Jan, she was such a horrible. But person. she did a great job playing a horrible person. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So was there a person who wasn't horrible in The Sopranos? Really. No, that was the whole point of the show. Exactly. Because even like, even like, they try to make like Bobby is oh, Bobby's such a good, sweet guy, and like he, he, he shoots someone in the face, right, for wanting custody of a mob boss's daughter, right. And it turns out that guy was correct, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, about it being dangerous for him. But uh, yeah, it would the the the, um, the whole show. Um, I, I used, to, used to be funny. People would say, oh, I think they they're glamorizing. Organized crime. Point. Say, say, I, don't, I, I think you're missing the point, you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Are you're missing the point of the show if you say it glorifies mob life? I think it's specifically meant not to. Right. You know, all the right. characters are mean and miserable and right. and uh, and really gross looking. You know, <laughs> we had um, so we in 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 the in the earlier uh, rendition of the show before we got to movies, we were we were yes. we were we were talking about the. Um, we were ta- okay, so we were talking about jail calls. Right. And we were talking about marijuana. And we were talking. Right. The caller had brought up that there isn't a heck of a lot. It's the new frontier uh, of medical research, right? And brain research too. I and brain yeah. research, right. yeah, medical, neurological, whatever. And and it's because well, the irony of this is, as you had brought up, right, is because it is. Uh, it was. It wasn't. You couldn't get a. You couldn't get a grant for it, right? You couldn't for, get an endowment right. from for the, for the federal for years, government for years. The the opponents to legalization of marijuana, they 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 it's like stem cell research, basically. Right. They just said no to, yeah. to funding any federal research on marijuana usage, and probably in the probably that that was the wrong tactic. Yeah. Um, because as as we're we're finding out that long term marijuana use probably has more problems than we're realizing. Um, <clears throat> the uh, I know that in this new bill that just passed the legislature, there's a component in there to study the use of it by students. Nice. Um, well, 
I missed all the cool laws by 10 years. <laughs> right. So, 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 and, and again, I, I can't really. I need to go back to school. I can't really speak to it, you know, with any detail. I really can't. And I don't want to advertise that I can. I don't want anyone to think I, because I, the bill just came out last night and I was looking at it, you know, say, same with the, so the marijuana bill has a lot of components to it. Yeah. The other one, Marcus, we've, we've talked about this for a while in the hypothetical which is the consumption of marijuana on premises right now you can go to Basque, you can buy marijuana various forms of it you take it home mm-hmm. you you use it at home or a friend's house whatever private residence this bill as bill as a, as, a, as our news department just just mentioned there's a social consumption component to this it's going to lead possibly <clears throat> and likely to the fact that you'll be able to stop someplace. For instance, I used to go to Georgia's Cigars in New Bedford to buy cigars. I don't smoke anymore, but I did. It was always funny. You could not smoke in Georgia's Cigars. New Bedford had outlawed smoking on the premises, even though you were buying it there, mm-hmm. right? But you could go to Fall River. It's a, smoke a stupid shop. rule. It's a very stupid rule. That, that's when they had out-of-town people on the, on the Board of Health here in New Bedford, right? That is. Right, it really yes, is. Yes, it right? is. Yeah. But you can go to Fall River, to, to, a, to a place in Fall River... Buy a cigar, sit down, and smoke it, right? Yeah. Well, the future of marijuana consumption may be just that. Yeah. That you can go to a place in New Bedford, buy the marijuana, sit down, and smoke it right there in the spot, right? Yeah, just like anything else, like like alcohol. Like a bar room. Right. right. Like a bar room. You just have to do it responsibly. <laughs> exactly. So, you may also, you will also, in likelihood, be able to go to a restaurant and buy a marijuana pizza, mm-hmm. right? A, mar- a pizza infused with marijuana. It, so that is in this bill. That is in this bill. Now, what's going to happen is, as I read it, it'll be a vote of the city council or a vote of the board of selectmen or possibly a vote of town meeting or a referendum in your community yeah. on whether you want to allow to ha- how to have social consumption on the premises it's a, it's of a referendum. Are you cool or are you not cool? <laughs> well, the, the argument is going to be, right now, one of the arguments opposed to that is they have no way of testing to see if you're stoned or not yeah. when you're driving, right? I, have my, and, I can and, tell. And in fact, the smell of marijuana isn't even, can't even be caused to search your car. Right. And that's been right. that way for a while. It has been that yeah. way for a long time. So I can we'll tell. find another too, reason. Don't worry about it. I can tell if you're too stoned to drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but that's me, right? Yeah. The, um, so... <laughs> That's in the bill. And, and, and in fact, OUI drugs cases are incredibly hard for the Commonwealth to prove. Like they can in certain situations. You've seen them with like admissions on the record. Okay. Or something like that. The use of Narcan. Right. So uh, there have been bench trials that have happened in New Bedford where like an admission on the record, the use of Narcan and a couple other factors that I've been, been out of the game for a minute, right? Right. Have been found. And if you, you know, uh, have been found to have... Um, been good enough for a bench trial, at least the judge in, in New Bedford to say that's OUI drugs, that's a that's a guilty, that's a proof beyond a reasonable doubt. Okay. Right? But typically you need um basically you need it's it's always really difficult for the Commonwealth to prove uh because you will need um, basically a uh, medical records, that sh- a toxicology report showing that they had this drug in their system and you need uh, testimony as to that uh, inhibited the central nervous system enough to 
impair someone's ability to drive. So it's not enough to say you had marijuana. You, in fact, need an expert witness to come in and testify to the fact that they had enough marijuana in their system to inhibit the central nervous system. Oh. So it's really, really <clears throat> difficult to prove it. I know they're trying other ways to do it. But 508-996-0500, we've got a call. Let's go sure. to the phones. Good evening. Thanks for holding. Hi, my friends. How are we doing? Good. Good. Hey, Sam, what's up? Oh, okay. I want to see if I can take you off the marijuana kick here and uh, <laughs> ask you some questions about uh, the governor's race. Sure. Um, Jeff Deal and Chris Doughty, okay, for the Republicans. Yes. Who do you think has the chance of winning the primary? Well, I would like to see Jeff um, Deal lose to, to, uh, to Doughty, Chris Doughty. Mm -hmm. um, I think Chris Doughty... Although it's a first-time candidate, he's he represented that he's got the ability to actually run a campaign in the general election. Mm -hmm. You know, J Jeff Deal has done a lot of good things to the Republican Party over the years, but he's never proven to be a winner mm -hmm. uh, in the general election. And also, this time around, he has no money. Mm -hmm. He's he's literally using public public financing, mm -hmm. so what that that causes him to disarm for the general election and he's going to get crushed mm -hmm. if he's if he's the nominee mm -hmm. so i would say that chris doty although it's his first time out has made a very good presentation i thought he did very well in the debate on the howie car show mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. how, how do you think it's shaking out uh i'd like to see doty get it too yeah. Yeah. i think he's got an outside chance believe it or not because he is a moderate uh, republican right and if anybody has a chance of defeating uh healy it would be a uh, moderate Republican, not the Jeff Steele Trump style in Massachusetts. And I again, Massachusetts yes. has a, uh, a, a thing for not electing a governor who is, uh, you know, the head of, uh, of the party and uh, that's running the uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the legislature. Uh, legislature yes. No, I, I agree with you. I think I think if you look back <clears throat> since 1990, we've, we've, with the exception of Deval Patrick's uh, run, we've, that's that's been the case. Mm -hmm. And. And uh, even before Dukakis, he'd actually lost re-election, right? And there was a Republican governor in for a while. So really, you can look at about, you got like a 40-year sample size. The problem is, mm -hmm. right, that I think Chris Doty actually, I really think he's going to win the primary. I hope so. I think he's going to win the primary because I think people, enough people listen to that debate here in WBSM on uh, how, the Howie Carr show. I think enough people listen to that debate and heard who was the adult in the room and who wasn't. I think Jeff Deal's having a hard time fundraising. Chris Doty's buying ads. You can hear here in WBSM, right. and I think that people are, are coming to the realization that, hey, do we want an outside shot? Like you said, an outside shot yeah. around the governor's office it, uh, or or not. So I think he could. The problem is, in the general, right now, Maura Healy has a 30-point lead. 30-point lead in the polls, and that is, you, you just, there's too much of a poll, you, you can't, that... Like, what's the margin for, like, 7%, right. you know, at, at most in a good so, poll? So the one thing that, that, that'll, that'll even that out is once the primary is selected, right? Mm -hmm. one, yeah. one, once, they, once they select from the primary, I'll tell you the other, the other factor that's, that's going to be very interesting in the primary is that because we have open primaries, because it's semi-open, semi-open, right? If you're a Republican or an unenrolled, you can vote in the Republican primary. Yes. And there's no Democrat primary anymore because Sonia Chang Diaz has dropped out, mm -hmm. and Healy Healy's got no primary opponent. Yeah. So you you don't you have a lot of reasons to if you if you're interested in politics to pull the Republican ballot that you wouldn't have had previously, mm -hmm. and I think that that in the end benefits Doty. Chris, as a Republican, yes. What weakness do you think that? Maura Healy might have. So I would say that 
She works too hard. The crime issue. <laughs> I asked Chris a question. Right. Not you, Marcus. Right. I would say that she cares too the, much. The, the issue that people, have, the Republicans really have over Democrats right now, is the crime issue. That that seems to be the the, the brand of Republicans are better on crime. And and she did make some really unfortunate remarks that Doty will have the ability and the fundraising ability to broadcast like what things about the, when the riots you had the riots around the country and she said let you know that that out of the out of, out of the fires come comes comes new growth things like that right I mean to, to characterize the, the urban riots as positive they took place in places like Brockton in Boston places like that it was a very dangerous very irresponsible thing for Healy to say and I know she was trying to suck up to the uh, to, to the far left of her party at the mm-hmm. time, but now mm-hmm. she doesn't need them, mm-hmm. and so I, th- I think that 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 one issue right there, and then the other one which you you nailed right away, which is to try to say I'll be a balance with the legislature. Yeah, yeah. The thing is that the problem is I think with Doty, and I, this is you know of course he's a tremendously successful business person, right? right? And but politically, he is a nobody. Yes, and a nobody, as you said, can't be to somebody. Now, is does being a somebody mean being the Republican nominee for I governor? Be, I believe it. Well, it certainly makes it closer to being a somebody. Yeah, right. I but, mean, he's, he's got a long way to build up his name ID. He's got a long in, way. And and well, that's true. But he doesn't have any, have any blemishes because of that. That's true. That is true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think he. You know, he's obviously trying to. That's what he's trying to. That's the. I mean, that's the messaging he's trying to present. Mm-hmm. It's just like you've got Bill Weld, again, was a U.S. attorney. Mitt Romney was a Senate candidate and was the guy who saved the Olympics, right? right. So he had a national profile, mm-hmm. and he already run statewide before. Uh, Charlie Baker, we've talked about, ran two cabinet-level departments at once, right, and was still involved afterwards, was a Swampscott selectman and I, all that. I, so wonder, it's just, it's, I wonder what role Baker ends up playing, at, if at all. Is it, did, I was just going to yeah, ask that question. Yeah, if Baker came out, comes out for Doty, yep. um, in particularly, you know, starts really, really gets involved in the race. Um, now, I don't know that he has any personal reason to be against Healy. I think they always got along pretty well. Yeah, and I think she stayed. She purposely stayed out of the race if he was going to run again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that may limit him in what he decides to do. I don't know. Well, if he's a Republican at heart, I guess he has to go with Doty, though. But Doty. but it also depends on what you really. Yeah, do, this in the state, know? the state GOP was not nice to him. No, but Doty, <laughs> but, but Doty, Doty is the more Baker of the deal camp yes. between yes. he and Deal, right? Yes. So and you wonder what Charlie Baker wants to do again. Right? Does Charlie Baker? He's a young guy, relatively for politics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does he want to run again for you? Does he want to run for U.S. Senate? Does he, I mean, he, what what would he like to do if anything? You know, mm-hmm. he may be done completely with politics. Yeah, um, could be. So you know, but the only the only other avenue for him would be U.S. Senate, right? right. If he wanted yeah. to run, and even right. then, I think he would have a better time running as a moderate Democrat. Right then, I don't think he'd get a nomination. No, no I, I don't think. No, he wouldn't be a Democrat. He'd be a no. Republican if he had right. to do that. Yeah. But but again, uh, it would be interesting to see if he throws his weight behind Doty if if Doty gets the gets the nomination. Right. And he does have a clean slate to to work on. And I, I wonder too how many Democrats are Democrats in name only and not closet Republicans that might vote against uh, Maura Healy, but not really come out. There, there's a non. That. There's a non-zero faction of them for sure uh i will say 
we're talking about Baker, Maury Healy has gone out of her way to say nice things about Baker. Yes. She mm-hmm. recognizes his popularity right. and wants to glom on to his name recognition and his his favorability numbers as much as possible. So, I, sure. I, you know, I, I just... Um, Obviously, Doty has got the money. He's taking it seriously. He's running a lot of advertising. He's, you know, he, he's. I think that a lot of people, it's going to come down to this. They're going to go into the ballot box and they're going to say, "Look, I want a Republican governor." Yeah. If I, if I'm, a Republican. I'm a big idiot. Right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, so I'm a big dumb guy, and so, I'm going to go vote Republican. So they want they I'm want joking. a Republican, and they recognize that. Deal is not the guy. He can't do it. Yeah, no, yeah. He's, he's he's a Trumpian, and that that that'll kill him in this state. As right, I'm concerned. Right, and so and so, I think that gives Doty, yeah. interestingly enough, gives Doty the benefit there. Trump's 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 endorsement could help in the primary, but not in the general. Yes, yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, okay, guys, I'll, I'll let you go with that. You, I want to get you back on the political scene. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, my friend. And oh, my friend, uh, glad to see you back on the radio too. Uh, Think about you often, and uh, only wish the best for you in the future. Thanks. Well, I'll be right here every 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 weeknight. Very Thank you, good. my friend. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, good guy. I, I only wish the best for you as well, Chris. Thank you. When, yeah. When I was when I was uh, uh, getting better, when I was healing, that uh, was off the air, obviously. Uh, that that gentleman uh, would give me a call. Yeah. We would talk from time to time. Well, it's just easy to do the job with two people. It's just like I don't want to be screaming into the void at night, you know. Right. By the way, right, right. So we have a. So I do think that um, now, Marcus. The other interesting thing is because there's such a a lack of competition at the top of the ticket for the Democrats. How do you think that impacts down ballot for the rest of the Democrats? Yeah, that's a good question, right? Because like, I guess, again, I just, I don't know how, like, you're talking about in the, in the primary? Yes, in the primary. In the primary? Because whoever becomes the candidate in most cases is going to win. Yeah, so because you, you did have the, right, because you did have the faction of, it, it, exactly, in most cases is going to win. Right. You did have the faction, like the Sonia Chang-Diaz faction. To the extent that that's present in the primary for most of the races, like. Did she have a lieutenant governor running mate at all? So no, but okay. I will say, and I don't want to like I don't want to tie anybody to her, right? right? But what I will say is, I think people who supported Sonia Chang Diaz were also supporting for Lieutenant Governor Tammy Gavea. She's generally She's seen more, okay. as the that type, but in the House, and I looked, it's just as this is more anecdotal than anything, honestly. Right. right. Is that and I like Tammy Gavea. I had her on, I had a really good conversation with her. Um, but you saw a lot of people from the group Progressive Mass saying, I am, uh, you know, I am, during, before the convention, I am voting for these people. Okay. And it would say, they would vary, you know, some would say Desaglio, some would say Dempsey. Okay. But I, most of them, I think from Progressive Mass, and then maybe that she got their endorsement said, said Gavea. Okay. So... I would say it would. What, what, how, where, where, what part of the house is she from? What, what, what district do you know? What's what represent? What Acton? where she represents? Is it Acton? Okay, the, so the wealthy suburbs. Then. Yeah, so it's I, not a city one. I want to say it's Acton, and I'll get. I'll definitely get an answer for that. I I'm pretty sure it's like it's it's it is Acton, but that's one of the that's that's a, I, I, a lot of guys I went to college with are from the Acton Boxborough area. That's a wealthy area. Um, it is Acton. I was correct. Okay, yeah. So. I was correct. So Kim Driscoll, she's got a lot of support. 
She's got a lot of support. She's a mayor from Salem. Mm-hmm. That's a big area. Yeah. Um, and uh, Salem, and she, she's just been involved in, in the in the state party for a long time. Yeah, and know? she's got a super PAC. And she's got a super PAC. And her <laughs> super PAC is funded primarily by Republicans. It's interesting. It is interesting. Um, so I wonder why, because Eric Lesser... I mean, Eric Lesser is, is a solid Democrat, voted for, I mean, voted for, worked for Obama, right? right? Worked for Obama, sponsored this, you know. He worked on the with, show Veep, too. I like that. Oh, yeah. I, I asked him about that when he was on. I, I talked to him about that when he was on, um, when he was on with me. And uh, it's honestly my favorite political show um, because I, you feel like. It was funny. It was funny. And you feel like behind the scenes, a lot of that kind of, you know, it's obviously a parody, but a lot of. That stuff was said. That type of um, sure. attitude, right? A lot of that. That type of attitude was was reflected in reality, right? right? And so, I mean, maybe if he wins the election, we can do a deep dive, <laughs> right? <laughs> After he's already won. Well, it's funny in your interview with him. He didn't seem like he wanted to talk about it that much. So it was weird. Yeah, and it's not something he advertised, and it's not something I knew about. Really, I just I'm pretty sure I don't think he advertised it. I knew about it because I had a friend. Right. Who who said, hey, by the way, Eric Lesser was a consultant on Veep. Right. So I did ask him about it. He might have it advertised. I don't remember. But, um, but, but I just, I, no, I remember in your interview with him, he, he seemed like, not that he was running away from it, but that maybe he, but, he, but that he, it wasn't what he was running on. Maybe so. it, well, I wouldn't run on right. it either. <laughs> right. You know, right. he wasn't, he wasn't saying. I, I, I uh, by the way, I'm very experienced in uh, American politics at the highest level. And I consulted on a show about how everybody involved in American politics and the highest level is a terrible, awful and mean spirited person. <laughs> but I don't know how many people doesn't watch care it. about anybody. You know, I don't know how many people watch the show. Yeah, I, it was. Who, who, you know, and when you, when you when you take the slice of the voting public, um, I I wonder how many people actually. I mean, I watched it, but I, I think everybody who watched the show would vote for him. Yeah, right. right. I think everybody who watched the show was involved in politics. You sure, know, right? More so that's, or less. That's why I thought it was a little interesting that he was kind of not really. He might. You know, I, I could check his website. I'm not saying he's like scared of it because right. you know, but like he might he might have advertised but the, the that, Obama connection is a is I would think would be very helpful. Yeah, and he's been able to raise, uh, I think he's been able to raise a significant amount of money. And as last well. night he had a big victory um, with the transportation bill. He got the east west uh, train link. They, they yes. got a few hundred million dollars for that uh, through, through his work on that. That's something and, he's he talked about in the interview as well. Right, I know, right. and uh, Adam Hines as well, who. who who ran for lieutenant governor but couldn't get on the ballot, and I was—I thought it was a shame. Actually, I liked him a lot. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> if you can't get on the ballot, that's like a—it's like a euthanasia project. <laughs> you know, I mean, like in other words, it's good you euthanized him early because if you can't get on the ballot, man, you got no business in politics. You really don't. Don't we agree with that, Marcus? We, we agree with that. We do. We I do mean, agree he's with gotten that. on. If you can't get on the ballot, right? This, I mean, this guy's. Then you can't get on the ballot, right? If you can't get on the ballot, you can't get on the ballot. ballot. It, right, but uh, you know, this guy's gotten on ballots before, but not when it counted. <laughs> he's gotten on his state senate ballot. So, well, like, if you're that's like two hundred and fifty signatures, is it really? That's it. That's interesting. It's so imagine if you couldn't get on a state rep ballot, something like that, or a selectman, or a selectman ballot. Or like it's or a city council ballot, right? If you couldn't do that, we had a couple of years ago. We remember there was someone locally they were running their mouth. They were going to run for city council. <laughs> they couldn't get on the ballot. <laughs> they were <laughs> they were all kinds of tough talk, right? It's like what ten signatures? 
Or yeah, 20, everybody. 50, anytime 50, someone, 50. anytime someone tells me they're right, and they, they have a write-in campaign. I'm immediate like, okay, don't talk to me. Right. <laughs> like, right. Don't talk to me. Get out of my face. Right. Right. You're wasting my time. You're wasting your time and everybody else. Why don't you time. tell me about your plans to run the Boston so, Marathon? Somebody. <laughs> I mean, come on, you're not going to do it. I'd rather hear about it. It's more inspiring. There's like an exception, obviously. To there's some. Sometimes in town politics, like here in Fairhaven, nobody runs for a seat because everything's elected. Right. But if you like, you come up, you know, if you, if like, I, hey, people, Marcus, will you write me in for town meeting? I'm writing, <laughs> I'm writing, you write yourself in for town meeting. If you by don't the like way. somebody, you write them in. Yeah. I, yeah, it's true. I, I actually was sitting, I was, if standing, you don't do the dishes tonight, I'm going to write you in. I was standing so in a, you sentenced to go to town meeting. I was standing in a booth next to somebody that I knew in Fairhaven. I'm filling out their ballot. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I was standing in a booth next to someone I knew and she's like, oh, well, she's like, all these slots for town meeting. And I said, write your name in. She said, okay. And I was like, congrats on being elected to town meeting right because right? there's so many slots but yeah if you're like it'll be the worst thing you ever did if you're like running like a on a beautiful june saturday <laughs> when you're stuck in a town meeting yeah i know yeah you know yikes terrible <laughs> yeah no i it's it, it is terrible and uh yeah so if you're like running a write-in campaign you just a like for like a higher office than maybe something in town right it's just like a big Dummy. Look, here's the thing. If you, haven't, if you haven't had, if you haven't planned ahead of time T to get the signatures right? to get then why would I really vote for you? Why? Then I then 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 you haven't given you you just are a spur of the moment impulsive person. Hey, I want to represent you in the state legislature and be responsible for bringing home millions of dollars right. in earmarked funds. Right, right, right. Um but I can't get on the ballot. I, didn't I need plan you to, ahead of time. I need you to do some of the legwork for me right, right. to get on the ballot. Because I, because this it just came to me like a whim. I just was like, well, listen, why don't I run for this office that I am woefully unqualified. woefully unqualified for and pretty clearly unprepared to run for? Right. This shouldn't be a reflection on my ability to go to Beacon Hill where no. there are real people doing real stuff because I'm a smart guy. I'm against the power and you should vote for me. Hey, listen, we got to take a break. Right. We're way behind. We'll be right back. Right, boy. Go, go ahead. Oh, the w um, you may not be able to write in to uh, a campaign, but you can call in. 508-996-0500. We're taking your phone calls all night. Good evening. Thanks for holding. Yeah, I'm back. It's the moon guy. How are you? Hey, moon guy. What's up? Is the moon out there tonight? Um, no, no moon out tonight. A lot of people out there. A lot of people? Um, What happened with uh, that? Um, what was it? Big Laden second in charge to get hit with the... Uh, he's gone to see him. Yeah, right. He's gone to He's gone to meet the virgins. They, they, they took so. him out with a rocket tonight. Or last night, Isn't rather. Isn't it funny when it comes... Through election time, midterms, all this stuff happens like COVID, and then they're wiping people out. And yeah, Aman Al Zawari, by the way, he's been around and you know for a long time. Uh, Biden's reported that they successfully uh, ex uh, carried out a mission, right? That that um, that killed him. So yeah, yeah it's, it's still not going to change anything. Biden's done. It didn't. No. Well. It, no, it's not gonna. I don't think it's gonna change anything either. Uh, I don't think it's gonna change anything in terms of like 
you know, the situation. The, these terrorist but, organizations, they, they expect that their leaders are going to be killed. Mm-hmm. So that they have a continuity of command already in place. Yeah. So. Well, I don't know. I was just, I just wasn't surprised when I heard that on the news that the guy was whacked with the drone. They hit him with the drone. Yeah, they got him with the, got him on the drone. Yeah, the little missiles on it. Right. It's, it's wild, <laughs> it's isn't amazing, it? Amazing the stuff we come out with. So it's amazing that they that they are able to use those things. You know, there's a there's a base. I don't know where they where they did this particular. Um, attack from mm-hmm. but there's a base in upstate new york where they fly a lot of these drones they they they're controlled from a base in upstate new york so you can you can be a, a soldier you fly drones you don't leave you don't leave the states yeah you're, you're in upstate new york right there was a biggest big story on i think the new york times one of them a couple of years ago now about one of the problems that they have is that they drink so much red bull because it's a very boring job you're flying okay. this drone around until you get your target that they drink Red Bull all night, all day the, long. The banality of it is pretty creepy, actually. And they have major, <laughs> yeah. they have major psychological yeah. problems because they're doing assassinations from 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 upstate New York, right? And that they have psychi- psychiatrists, things like that, right on post. You 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 know, right in the same room, building rather. You know, after you whack someone, you go down and you talk about it. So it's a really, um, it's a very real thing that actually the the. U.S. military now has a recruiting branch that is does that reaches out to people in doing uh, esports, the right? gamers, the, the gamers. gamers, yeah. So people who play video games, essentially for a living, right? Or essentially uh, 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 enough that they have the dexterity to maybe control one of these um, apparatuses, right? Right. This would explain why our military is getting softer. Meaning, like I, I mentioned earlier, my father was in the United States Marine Corps. Now you're talking back in 1970, you went in. They used to beat the living crap out of you in boot camp. Yes, they did. They weren't supposed to, but they still went and did it. Right. Now they can't do it. They can even hold red cards up. So they're getting softer in the military, and the reason why they're doing that is because they have these little machine things that go around and wipe people out. So everything's probably going to be machines in the future. So don't be surprised if you see a Terminator out for real developed and running around. Don't go in the yeah, look, look what's going on in uh, Boston Dynamics, right? The the robot factory up in Boston. They Look, the other night in here in New Bedford, you had a situation where a guy fired the police. And then they weren't sure what, what had happened. They, they believed and he ultimately did kill himself. But they, they sent a robot in. Right, a robot with a camera. They could have sent a robot in with a gun, though. They sent it in, the robot has a camera on it. They sent it right into the building, and the, the, you know that's how they determined the guy was gone. Was using a small robot right here in New Bedford. Yeah, they, they've actually been able to do that for a while. The feds have been able to do that for a while, but yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if the U.S. military has something like that with a gun on it, or they obviously have. Uh, they obviously do. They just used it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they killed the guy, right? Al Zawawi. That's how that's how the Trump administration killed that that leader in Iran, Suleiman, yeah. whatever his name was, that that that, that Iranian uh, general, Qasem Soleimani. Yeah, right. The yeah. the Iranian general. That's how they killed him. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need we don't need manpower as much as we used to. So that's probably why they're softening up on the training and the military and things like that. I think I honestly they're also disagree. having an uh, incredibly hard time recruiting. As well, yes, there's just not a lot of people that want to join the military now. Yeah, yeah maybe they should 
They just go back to the old days, jail or the Marine Corps. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> well, I'll tell, I'll tell you what. Neither do the military because, quite frankly, the um, it's it's a lot more sophisticated these days to to work a lot of the machinery things like that that's in the military, and they they need people who want. Who, who who can follow orders? They they don't want people who can't follow orders. I mean, they realize you just can't have that. When I went when I went in through basic training, he had some guys who shouldn't have been there, and guess what? They weren't there at the end. You know, right. it's a significant waste of money to, till you kick them out. Really, so I noticed the rules have gotten stricter too. Because when my father got out of boot camp, he did something that you would definitely get kicked out for. Now he had uh, locked a staff sergeant out. Yes. Right after he got out of boot camp, the staff sergeant was giving them crap. This is still in the Vietnam time. So they were letting everything kind of fly. Knocked the, knocked the staff sergeant out. They put him in the uh, brig for a couple of weeks, and he got out, and he went back to whatever he's doing. He's a uh, military, military policeman. <laughs> so I will tell you this: if you took, when I went through basic training, which was 1990, you still had some guys left over who had combat patches from Vietnam. One of my drill sergeants had been in Vietnam, but so you'd talk to these guys and they they tell you stories. As you got, you know, after you've been there a little while, and and they would talk about what the what the army and the marines were like right after Vietnam, and that, that there was some barracks. Where the, where the sergeants and the, and the, or the officers didn't want to go. Like, you know, in, on, on the United States side, the drug use, things like that was so bad in the barracks that they didn't, they, they didn't even go there, you know, that they were like, yeah. like they were, they were, re, I mean, that's, and so that was one of the things the military had to, had to get rid of all those people. That's why they instituted drug testing, things like that. They, you know, they, they stopped putting up with all the foolishness because the discipline was so bad. They weren't fighting for us anymore. My father's got pictures when he's in the Marines. He's in Guam. He didn't go to Vietnam because they pulled the Marines out of Vietnam. I started to in 1971. So right. he's in Guam. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's an interesting story with that, too. But there's pictures of him smoking weed when he, he was over there. So right. that was kind of like a normal thing to do yes. in, the, in those days. But he was one of the Marines to ca- capture one of the last Japanese um, guys that were hiding on that island. Really? Wow. Yeah, I think it was in 71 they got him. He was one of them. He wasn't, he's not credited as the man that did it. He was one of the group of Marines that they turned him over to. It was actually a park ranger that caught him, and he <laughs> notified the MP, wow. and the MP went and got him. And, um, yeah, that used to be, up, remember, they, remember, they'd have them every once in a while on Gilligan's Island, right? There'd be a Japanese soldier that would come out of the hills yeah. or one of those things. Yeah, crazy. But it was yeah. real. But I guess they ended up giving um, this guy, they ended up letting this guy off the hook. He ended up moving to Argentina. He got a farm. He got a wife. He'd lived over there for, I don't know, years until he died. And then my father had it one day. I'm looking at in work. I used to work with my father. He had it. It was taped on his locker. The guy that they had captured in Guam, the la- the last Japanese. He was actually on record. The last Japanese. There were two other ones that were caught in the late '60s. This guy was the last one that they know of. Right. Yeah. That was caught, but. Uh, my father says to have been able to live like that for so long and hide, you deserve some sort of credit. So he wasn't upset about them letting him go or anything like that. He says any man that can survive that many years 
you know, your gun's corroded. You can't use your gun anymore. Yeah, right, you, right. You, you know, he's yeah. just living off you, the you, land. You so. suffered, suffered enough. Hey, man, thanks for the call. Thanks I appreciate it. Good night, guys. Have thanks. a good one. Thank you. That's pretty interesting. That is interesting, isn't it? We're going to... You, you never know what's going to come out on the other side of that phone. You and, don't. You don't. Uh, you can be one of those things. 508-996-0500. New Bedford's News Talk Station. Radio-related things that came out of the wedding. All that right. I was at over the weekend. Right. One... Uh, what was talked about at the wedding by more than one guest was the interview with Sheriff Hodgson, where right. he took calls uh, from both detractors and supporters. Yes. And in fact, one of the plaintiffs uh, in the case against him, uh, the ICE detention case. So right, Marco. I, I thought that was very interesting that, that there were people talking about that. People came up to me and talked about that. And I met a listener. Uh, who really enjoys the show, enjoys the new show. And what I'm hearing from different listeners is they have evening activities. Right. After the evening activities, they put on South Coast Tonight and they listen to South Coast Tonight on the drive home. And I then like they that. get out of the car, they listen on the app. I so like I that. think that's great. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. So I met the listener who said, you know, after after pool, his name is Arthur, after pool, he would he would put on South Coast Tonight and listen to the listen to the show. So he goes swimming and then he and he listens to us. I <laughs> I think it's uh I think the I think the cool kids call it a billiards. Billiards. Oh, billiards. Oh, okay. So after billiards after billiards, he puts on uh, South Coast tonight on the way back. I like that. I think that's pretty cool. Another interesting thing that came out of well, I knew this for a while, but I was talking to my friend uh Freetown Selectman uh Trevor Matthews. Good guy. Great guy. His brother is I've known Trevor a long time. I went to high school with him. I've known his family even. For right. Him. He saved you from the cult, right? The, the, his uncle saved you from the cult. That, that's right. His, his uncle Bernie picked me up hitchhiking. His brother Connor's fighting tomorrow on ESPN Plus for UFC. That's wild. So it is wild. His, his brother was in the Air Force. He was Air Force Special Forces. Uh, incredible. He's a, he's a great fighter. He's a great fighter. He's undefeated. He, I think every fight's been within a minute. Right. So this is, um, I would guess you would call his uh, big break. And right. so, well, someone's gonna get a big break, right? Yeah, exactly. Break so, head. I mean, this 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 uh, this guy's been in some very fraught situations. So you feel like, yeah, this is the biggest stage, you know, biggest po- uh, point of his career. But I feel like he's gonna handle it because he's he was jumping out of planes. Those those Air Force Special Forces guys are are probably the least recognized of our Special Forces community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone knows about the Navy SEALs, the Green Berets, the Rangers, things like that. But the, the Air Force guys. For one reason or another, just don't get the publicity that they deserve. Yeah. And it's probably because they don't want it, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. They don't want it. They, those guys generally go in after downed pilots. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing, which means you're behind enemy lines. Yeah. You're going in behind enemy lines. I mean, that's, can you imagine? Yeah. And, 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 uh, and like, they're looking for you because they know the pilot's exactly. down. Exactly. They're looking for you. They right. know you're co- Unlike the Navy yeah. SEALs, where they're not really sure yeah. when the SEALs are coming. If, they're, the pl- they're, if a plane goes down, the, the enemy knows that they're, they're going to send in a rescue And they're, they're engaging with you, right? right? Yes. So. And you're engaging them. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. So um, I, I think that's going to be really interesting. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the outcome of that fight. I think... I think How uh, does someone see it? ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus, have yeah. it. It's honestly... Um, it, I I have it. It's it can be a little complicated, but if you now, get he ESPN go to Stan like his brother or no? He went to Coil. Coil, okay. Because for hockey reasons, I think. Okay. 
But he's a Freetown kid. He's a Freetown kid. Yep. Yeah. So he his brother went to staying with me. I think he went to Coil. I think it was for hockey. Because back then, Coil doesn't even exist anymore. That's right. But back then, Coil had, as staying had a really good hockey program, Coil was... Uh, had a very serious hockey program as well, right? So I think that's why I, I'm honestly I'm not entirely General sure. General Barry McCaffrey went to Coil. Hmm? Do you know General General Barry McCaffrey? He's on no. MSNBC quite a bit now. Um, General Barry McCaffrey's from Taunton, and he went. He was a four star. He he went to um, he went to Coil. Oh, in fact, I guarded his home when he was down at, when he was when he was head of Southern Command. You Panama. correctionally officered his home. <laughs> 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 Oh. <laughs> I, I kept the sloths from going on this property. <laughs> five oh eight nine nine six oh five hundred. Uh, let's just take this break now, and we'll be uh, we'll be right back. Focus and Chris are here. Thank you for listening. Continue to listen and continue to call in at five oh eight nine nine six zero five hundred. So, Marcus, we, we had we had quite an interesting conversation with Mark Montigny earlier tonight, and mm-hmm. um, we'll we'll um, we'll find out in the next couple of weeks. Excuse me, what really is going to happen with all with all this legislation? Yeah, that passed. Well, what it means, really? Yeah, right, right. Because they passed it, but what does it actually mean? What will it mean locally with the gambling? What will it matter with the marijuana stuff? What will it matter? With the tax rebate, right? Yeah. So we don't know. It won't. They won't know until September whether they're going to get all that. Whether the money's going to come back for the eighty-six ballot law. One thing I did think was was a was pretty was a, was a was a breakthrough, and I think a refreshing one was that Mariano said it's the law of the land. Because mm-hmm. I thought at first they were going to ignore it. Yeah. It was a weird. And they were saying, "Well, it was passed in eighty-six. If that doesn't make it law." I thought. I thought it was so long ago. Let's like, just start doing that with stuff like the right. Thirteenth Amendment. No, exactly. that was a long time ago. Oh, come right. on, right? I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> like when they were saying that, I'm going, how are you? How is yeah, that even right. like that? That that. I mean, I get it that you might not like the law, but but it's it's also like it's not like it's an old blue law or something like that. It's right. got it's very specific, still pertinent, and it's like it's less than you know. It's, Less than forty years ago, it's like, you know, most of the people that I was were, in high school. <laughs> yeah, it was like most of the people there were still alive, and in fact, Mariano was in the legislature when it yeah, passed. Yeah, yeah, he might have right. Been. And the reason uh, they, he was, was he eighty six? Yeah, yeah, he's been there for a long time. I thought he came in early nineties. Did you? I don't know. I thought I, I noticed last night when the guy said I was here in seventy nine. I thought, jeepers! Um, I don't want to correct you. So no, no, I'm not sure, but I thought Mariano was there. Was there? I thought he was an 80s guy, but anyway. He could be. But the reason that, that the law was passed in the first place is because of the arrogance of the legislature in the yeah. 80s. I mean, that's the reason the law was was passed in 86 by the ballot. By the, and if you look at the ballot number, so so you can go look at the Secretary of State's office and see the ballot returns yeah. from 86. You can look it up. Actually, still has the precinct by precinct return. Right. So it passed overwhelmingly in Bristol County, overwhelmingly in New Bedford. This this tax law, right? So it passed by referendum, you yes. said? Yep. Interesting. It was a referendum ballot in 86. Wow. Well, back then, you had citizens to limited taxation. They were very active. Yeah. Barbara Anderson, who was a friend of mine before she died, not afterwards, but before, she she was very active. And they had the high-tech council, <laughs> right? And were, it was the Dukakis era, and there was a lot of excesses, Bulger, all the rest of it, right? So they... They started passing ballot initiatives yeah. to change the law. And 
And, the, and you know, as 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 has happened, that, that seemed like a pretty easy one. Hey, you want money? Here's how you well, can get money. Well, if if it went over a certain amount of money collected while wages were depressed a certain amount, right? Right. Yeah. Then they had to return the money. Yeah. Because for years the legislature wasn't doing that, right? Yeah. So people were so upset they got a ballot initiative. So the idea that they would that the legislature now would ignore that, mm-hmm. I think would would lead to more problems for the legislature in the long run. Yeah, no, right. I of course, yeah. So, so because if you lo- ignore that law, what are you gonna you gonna ignore? Because it's not like a again, it's not like it's not like a rule that they can make and you know basically do whatever they want with. It's a law. It's a law. It's on the books, right? And it, it was, was signed over, by was, a governor. It was passed overwhelmingly. Or yeah, or it was it wasn't signed, but it was passed overwhelmingly by the um, a referendum, right? right? And so, right now you have, for instance, the the, the, the issue with the driver's license. Right? Mm-hmm. Now again, I am not a big fan of law by referendum. I'm really not. No. But you, but a few years later in the nineties, stupid. You had honestly. you had some major tax legislation that was passed, attempted to be passed by the left, and you've got a piece right now that's attempted to be passed by the left, the the, the millionaires tax. Yes, right. So I can't imagine that. So I, I would imagine that Mariano said said to himself, yeah. "How can I say that that law that's going to pass in November is legitimate? Yeah, when this if one we is blow this one off, right, right." So I think in the long run that they're smart to have, to follow the law. I let me be clear. On, here's my official position on referendums. Right. I don't like them unless it's about something I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the most honest position in politics. Yeah. Right? I don't like them. I think they're bad ideas. I don't think people. I don't believe. I believe in representative democracy. I don't necessarily believe in direct democracy. Right. Unless it's something I like. <laughs> if it's something I like personally, then I think it's a great idea. <laughs> so, so I appreciate your honesty. Yeah. So, so I am of the opposite standpoint. I don't like it even if I do like it. Well, uh, that's ideologically consistent. Right. And I don't like it. Like, for instance, this ballot initiative to, to repeal the driver's license law. I think it, I, li- I like it for the sense that I like the issue. But I don't think that that's how we should get law. Is that you can then, therefore repeal what was done after deliberation by by a representative. Three years, yeah. Right? I don't think it's the right thing.